0: Hey Northridge, welcome to A Little Better, where our goal is to know God better and to do better so that we can be a little better. everybody. Welcome back to A Little Better. Thank you for being part of our podcast community. We're so grateful that you join in each week. I know during the middle of COVID, if you're anything like me, I feel like my podcast listening time has been drastically reduced. Not having a commute means that my amount of listening has gone down. I don't know, Drew, are you the same way? What's what's that going like for you?
1: Yeah, I mean, it's, it's difficult to, to play a podcast right now. It just is. No commute. It takes down my podcast time for sure
0: yeah so anyway thanks for still listening in i don't know if you are now shifting when you listen to uh you know whatever doing the dishes time or um shower time what i don't know is that weird Trying to get away from your kid's time. <laughs> yeah, whatever, shower. Actually, that's the same thing, showering. <laughs> but um, yeah, thanks for still tuning in. And we've actually got some uh, good options available if you're the kind of person who has found yourself where you don't ha- any longer have time where you can listen to something and feel like you could you know, drive and listen or whatever. Uh, we actually had a volunteer come forward who wanted to provide transcriptions for the podcast, which is pretty amazing. And um, so shout-, shout out to Sh- Sarah. Wow, I can't talk. Shout out to Shara. Not to be confused with Shara. (laughs) Yeah, Shara. Easily confused. Um, Shout out to her and. That's amazing that she's willing to do this. We're yeah. going to make them available as easily as we can. Now, this is a volunteer who's willing to do this. I'm not saying she has not signed on to do this for the rest of eternity, and we're not expecting her to. So, uh, obviously, we'll keep you posted about how that process goes. But we're running as an experiment for now, and excited that we get to have these available. Thank you, much. In terms of, yes, thank you. In terms of how we will make these available at the moment, they're on our episode webpage, so if you're savvy enough to know where the episode webpage is, there's depending on how you listen to podcasts, there's a million ways to get to it, so I'm not gonna describe all of the ways, but that's that's a button that you're looking for. Maybe click the details button or something like that and you'll find an episode webpage. It'll be available there in text format. If you're having trouble finding it, no problem. Just, you know, you can email us, podcast at com, or you can even just text me or Drew or anybody that works at our church, and they'll get you to us, and we can make sure that we get that to you. Um, You can text me personally at 585-484-7636, and yeah, whatever. I'd be happy to make sure that we get that to you. But that's just another way to make it, A, accessible for our deaf and hard of hearing community, but then also at the same time, some people just prefer to read instead of listen. So... That's fine. Engage however you can engage. Cool. All right, that was two minutes and 42 seconds of housekeeping. Thank you guys for your patience. But Drew, hit me with some stories from quarantine. Have you had any like funny things that your kids have done or embarrassing work from home moments? How's that, what's that been like?
1: I mean, I, you know, I've I got a lot of good stories. My kids are always trying to interrupt my meetings. I think the best one. So you have to understand, like my office. One, we took the door off uh, way before COVID-19 happened, um, which was a great move until now. So the door, it's wide open, so you can hear everything going on. And it's right next to the stairs that come downstairs. And so one day I'm sitting in my office and I face the door uh, to the to the stairs and um, I'm in like kind of a know, I don't know, I wouldn't call it like super serious meeting but I would say semi serious and so I'm, I'm sitting there and I'm, I'm talking back and forth with the people in the meeting and Ruby Kate comes down the stairs and I she peeks her head out and she smiles and she comes all the way down the stairs so she's like almost looking in the door frame and she's looking at me she smiles she's got her pajama top on and she turns her back to me and I'm like why what is she doing? But she doesn't move. And then all of a sudden she raises her hands in the air, which reveals her tiny, cute little butt cheeks. And she starts <laughs> shaking and go, she goes, shake your booty, shake your booty. And she's just wiggling her little hiney back and forth. And like, I just oh straight burst out in laughter in the middle of this serious meeting I'm like guys I'm sorry there's nothing I couldn't do in this moment but (laughs)
0: laugh so you have been ambushed (laughs) oh that is so funny how old is Ruby Kate again? She's two. Yeah, two. Her oh, mom. my goodness. The, so The better cute. question is, is what is Ashley teaching her while I'm in, <laughs> in the office? Oh, my word. That's funny. What about you, Aaron? Anything <laughs> Throw crazy? Ashley right under the bus. Grayson do anything crazy like that? Uh, thank, well, He hasn't bombed many of my meetings. Thankfully, being where I am, he's not really able to get there without some degree of help. So if, if he's going to come up, Lauren's usually checking my like, calendar or whatever, to see if I'm in a meeting, which is very nice of her, But um, so no, no booty shaking yet, but <laughs> he did, in trying to explain to him, specifically with Gigi, who is Lauren's mom, Donna, they live in New Hampshire, he was talking to her about like why he wanted her to come or something, he wanted to see her, and so they were talking about why she couldn't come, and she said, just kind of like, you know, trying to explain, how do you explain COVID to a three-year-old? She just said, there's a bug, um, that people are getting and it's making them sick. And so I don't want to get that bug or whatever. She was just explaining it on FaceTime or something. And then the next time, uh, I don't know, it was like a couple weeks later, uh, she got was on FaceTime with him again. And he said, he was like, Gigi, Gigi, are the bugs still outside of your house? Are they still making everyone <laughs> sick? Where are the bugs? And um, have you gotten rid of the bugs yet? And she was, we were looking at him like, what are you saying? And she was like, I tried to explain it. This is the best I could come up with. And now he thinks there are like venomous bugs waiting outside of Gigi's house, which I, I'll deal with that. I'll take it. If, if it was really a bug, we'd be good in New York because the snow would have killed it a long time ago. Very true. Very true. Uh, we would be like hoping for a snowstorm. Oh, wait, we had one this last true. week. <laughs> unbelievable it's only April 19th I mean like no big deal right where my, yeah. where, where I grew everybody up everybody loves an Easter snowstorm
1: where <laughs> I grew up we got eight inches
0: eight what?
1: inches this past week yeah eight inches of snow like oh, the, pa- the power like the power went out and everything oh.
0: Happy spring, everybody. I know. For once, we get to say we're so glad we live in Rochester. We didn't get as much snow. (laughs) Jesus is alive. Spring isn't. (laughs) (laughs) Seriously, it's still in that grave. Come on out. (laughs) That's funny. But hey, um one more actually, I realized I have another housekeeping thing I wanted to mention before we jump into sermon discussion. Um, and that is that we are recording these these this podcast these days, Mondays around three o'clock. That's kind of our current schedule. We've done some pre-recording and whatever in the past, but because of COVID, we're doing it Mondays around three. So I would really encourage all of our listeners, if you've got questions or comments or anything that you want to say related to this podcast from Saturday night services or Sunday services or whatever, if you have anything, just send it over to us because we would totally engage with it and now you have the opportunity to do so right now. um, We're in a phase where we absolutely could be bringing those things up. So like I said before, podcast at Northridge Rochester, if email's not your thing, text me or Drew or anybody on our staff, they'll get a question to us. How Literally any way that you can contact us, social media, doesn't matter. Get it to us by Monday around 3, and we'll see if we can you know, include questions or comments or whatever. We would love to do that. And we're in a phase where we totally can, even easier than other times. So hit us up. Um, okay, so week one, a life that matters. And um, I have a couple questions for you and Connor's listening in, so he might have to tune in as well. We'll have to see here. But that, that video, that the title package, did we already talk about this? The title package was uh, it, Devin Graff, like walking on 490 right by the, the Rochester Bridge. Right, It looks literally like he's in the middle of the road. I was thinking, ignore social distancing, say nothing about that. He's in the middle of the highway. How did he get there? So then I'm hearing rumors that it was a green screen, and I don't believe it. So someone... Prove it to me I believe Connor has confirmed it was a green screen he was
1: Matt Snyder was behind Devin and he was holding up a green screen and boom magic it just shows you how amazing our creative team is they, where were they in the middle of 490 I think they were standing somewhere on the side of okay. 490 and they green screened
0: him into 490 so I'm guessing the reason they wanted to do it there was like to match the lighting or something so that it would look the same Connor's nodding said, Okay, yeah. I just, that is crazy to me because I've seen bad green screening and that did not look like bad green screening to me and I wouldn't have assumed we have the ability to do good green screening. No offense to Connor, I just assume we don't have that kind of cool technology, but apparently you literally just need a green sheet. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, but the green sheet they used legit. to hang in our podcast studio—that's <laughs> right, studio. I love when we call it a studio; that makes me so happy because it sounds so legit, and it's a basement. But um, okay, so now that that's cleared up, it was officially green screen, which was very surprising to me. Um, week one, a life that matters. You talked all about how we need to begin with the end in mind, and I actually I kind of want to enter into your experience. I know that this series came as a result of your dad's death. Um, Talk to me a little bit about, we planned super far in advance, this was not the sermon, that series that was gonna be just post Easter. Like, I mean, I don't know, a a month and a half ago? Like, when did we make that change? That's a very, quote, last minute change for us, and I'd love to just bring everybody into kind of the genesis of this series.
1: Yeah, I think when my dad died, um, obviously, you know, I I, the point I said death brings perspective or crisis. So, I mean, I feel like I walked through both of those things: a crisis with COVID and um, my dad's death. It it has really caused me to like reflect on my life and what's important and what's valuable. And you know, I often teach out of the overflow of what God's doing in my heart. And I just think those messages are more real. Um, that's not always the case. I think there's, just, you know, there's series that we do that we just got to talk about. And it's not necessarily something that's like churning in my heart, but this was just a series that God placed on my heart that was like, I, I just got to do this. If I don't, I feel like I'm, I'm going to be disobeying God because I feel like he planted it in my heart. And so, um, yeah, I just, through the season of life that I'm in right now, God's been teaching me a lot of things. And I think, um, I just thought it'd be valuable to walk our church through that because I think, weirdly enough, we're probably all thinking a little bit of those things right now with the crisis that we're all dealing with. And it's really cool, again, how, you know, even go back to Unfiltered Jesus and this series and how God kind of laid it out for our church. I I just feel really blessed with how he has planned our series for us so we could be really relevant and engaging and impactful in this season.
0: I agree. I remember when you first said kind of like coming out of the fog of your dad's death with, you know, the first few days or, you know, 10 days or something where you know, your life wasn't normal as you were emerging from that a little bit. You were saying like, "Hey, I want to do this series." And I thought, "Well, that's going to be really cool like to hear such fresh insights from you, but at the same time wondering like I wonder if someone hasn't experienced a death recently, like would they find this to be as interesting or whatever? And then COVID hit. (laughs) So it's like, we planned this and it was like, all right, let's see how it is in terms of relevance. And then COVID hit and it's like, oh, incredibly relevant. (laughs) Seems pretty relevant. Uh, yeah. Yeah. So um, I, yeah, been blown away about how it all came together. And we had an original direction related to, I think maybe the first title you had was like Legacy or something like that. Is that right, or am I wrong? No, I
1: think it was. It was, yeah. I think legacies are like lessons from dad. So I mean, oh, it's it's yeah. it's quite it's quite shaped and molded. And I didn't want it to be completely about my dad's death. You know, I wanted sure, it to be about sure. what you learn through those seasons in life. And so.
0: cousin, Um, this was June of, I'm trying to think, a a few years ago, it doesn't matter, a few years ago, um, her cousin, who's our age, uh, passed away in a car accident, and um, student baptism was actually that same week, and so I ended up not being at student baptism, because I was with the family up at the funeral, and blah, 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 and I just remember, even in that moment, like you, there's something about a death that creates like a, oh my goodness, we have to be at the funeral and we have to process this. And there's so much I'm thinking about and like what really matters. And there's an urgency to that, that it feels like I'll never forget what this feels like. But for me, I think about like her cousin's death. We're all saying, we're leaving the funeral saying like, man, we got to stay more connected and we got to talk more and let's make sure we, you know, let's make that phone call, pick up the phone, let's stay connected. And actually I remember Lauren's brother, I'm sorry, I'm kind of going on a, rant here but about probably about a year ago lauren's older brother like was facetiming us or something and he was like guys i feel like we're not we're still not talking as much as we said we were going to remember at dylan's funeral we were all talking about how like we're going to stay so connected and here we are a couple years later we're already back to where we were before like almost like did we learn nothing from this unexpected death and i thought like yeah there's something so true about being at a funeral where you have like just this lucidity about what matters like clarity around this like these people matter to me so much and like I would be devastated if I lost them but it's just so easy to lose that clarity and so I think it's so key for us to hear from you as you're still in that phase of like no, I've still got very clear pictures of like what matters to me, and I want to I want to speak to our church while those things are still in my heart. Yeah, and I think as as people we have to learn how to keep that
1: those lessons fresh in our mind. You know, um, you know, for me it's easy right now because everything I do reminds me of my dad. Every place I right. go, I mean, my mom mm. lives with us, and so you know. It, but I do think you know over the course of time, it's natural for us to just let that fade or go back to the way it used to be or living the same way. And I think we have to learn how to create constant reminders of that perspective that death or crisis gives us so we can live in a manner with the end in mind rather than what's in front of us.
0: Yeah, and I think that's a little bit reflective of why Moses's words are teach us to number our days. Like this isn't something that we do natively. We don't automatically think about begin with the end in mind we don't automatically remember that our lives are going to end or just even a picture of our own mortality we don't automatically remember that and so it takes God's work in our life to teach us to do this like teach me to keep track of the fact that I've just got such a short life Mm -hmm. um And I don't think it's it's ever like a lesson learned, like
1: check that off Mm. the box. I got that. It's a constant daily reminder, whether it's like a a reminder you set in your phone or just circumstances remind you, Um, you know, there's certain lessons in life you have to constantly learn. And I feel like this is one that God teaches me over and over again through the circumstances that I walk through is like, dude, You you've got plans which are great they're awesome but who knows if you're ever gonna make it to your plans and you know I'm I've been at my dad's lake house um, this this last weekend trying to get things ready for mom and and situated and you know the the constant thing that mom and and the family says like we've got we finally got this place the way we want it and dad's not here and this was dad's place it's called Pop's place Mm -hmm. and so you know you just constantly need those reminders that man life is short. And, y- y- you know, your plans might be great, but God's might be different. And so how do we learn yeah. that lesson regularly rather than through the tragic or the crisis?
0: And, first of all, once again, just <laughs> Yeah, I'm so sorry. Nah, it's okay, man. Um, but that's why Solomon's words are that it's better to, you know, he says better to go to house of mourning than a house of rejoicing, and I love that you used a, a wedding um, as a comparative, because there really is something, there's something to be learned at a wedding, right? I mean, we all, if, if you've got a strong marriage, or even a struggling marriage, like a, mar- a wedding can be a great reminder of like, hey, I, I, almost like a vow renewal. If you've got a strong marriage, you're like, you know, B- baby, I love you all over again. I'd pick you all over again. If your marriage is struggling, it's like we gotta get back to this, whatever. There's lessons to be learned there. But it's different than the like. I have an unfixable, irreversible reality of death. Like that's what a funeral is. Is you can't. It's not like let's recommit ourselves to a marriage. Like you can change the trajectory of your marriage once someone's passed away. They've they've passed away. So mm-hmm. like, there's something permanent. That's like, uh, what am I gonna do differently now? And so funerals just have an incredible ability to do that. But we have to hopefully learn. Hopefully, we don't have to go to a million funerals before we learn the lesson ourselves. You know, that's the hope. (laughs) But (laughs) I
1: mean, I'm I'm guilty so many times of you know going to a funeral, and I I, I don't I don't know if I'll ever go to a funeral the same way anymore. Mm. You know, and and I think I've had such a a good life in the sense of I haven't lost anybody really close to me that has hurt this bad or stung. Like, you know, I've lost people, but no one like my dad that close to me. And I think, you know, thank the Lord that he's protected me and my family this far. But I'm telling you, there's certain things in life that I just won't look at the same. Like when I, you know, as a pastor, you know, death is is common and people getting sick is common. People having heart attacks. I, I think it's gonna reshape the way I pastor is like, you know, it's easy for me to get numb to, oh, someone died. like. Nope, not anymore. Mm-hmm. Not anymore. Like when some, like my heart is gonna break for people who lost people. You know, as a young person, I could have easily been like, okay, this is part of life. But it is a part of life. But that part of life really stings and really hurts. And I think I'll be <laughs> yeah. able to weep with people and mourn with people and hurt
0: with people in a way that I, I just couldn't. Mm-hmm. No doubt, that's that's so real for any any life experience. Once you've had it. It's the you know, walk a mile in somebody else's shoes, but life you can't walk a mile in certain somebody's shoes until you've done it in certain cases. You know, like you can't you can't really put yourself in the same framework as someone who's had a a parent die or something like that until it happens and then you're in a whole new ball game, you know? Yep. And that's, why, oh, I, like that's why
1: I love what Moses said about the refuge. It's, it's unique that he brought that up. Of all the things he's looking back at his life, I love, and I'm, I'm learning this, that God is the best refuge. He, he offers comfort that people can't offer. Like in this season, man, I'm actually tired of people saying, I'm sorry. I'm tired of people saying, like, are you okay? Like, and they all mean well. I'm not, I'm not saying people shouldn't sure. do that. But there's just nothing like a refuge from God, like a place where mm-hmm. God just is like, sometimes like even with my own family, like when, I, when I want to cry, I don't want people around me. I want to I want to be with God and I want to just mm-hmm. mourn with God be, because he is that refuge for me. And like, I, I've read Psalms ninety so many times. It's one of my favorite Psalms. It's actually the first um, passage I ever preached. So my first message ever That's awesome. To a live audience was Psalms 90. And I've read those words like, Lord, you are our dwelling place. Like, you know, but man, again, it's, it's, I'm, again, I'm learning this. I think we've talked about this in other podcasts. Like those words are so different to me right now in this Mm -hmm. season of my life, like a dwelling place. Like, man, I've dwelled with God Like in such a real way lately where I'm just like, God, I I don't want to go to anybody else but you because I believe there's a level of comfort and security
0: and stability that only you can give me and that's that's what I need right now. Mm -hmm. And you'll come out of this stronger in that sense of your relationship with God, having been to this place with God it doesn't go away. Like your your connection to God that is now stronger is now better, which what you've just described is literally a longer version of the phrase crisis brings clarity. Mm-hmm. I mean, you now know things you didn't know. You have experienced things you could have never experienced. You know God in a way you didn't know him before. And that's a super bitter pill. Nobody wants to take that. <laughs> you know, that's horrible. Right. But well, I it's got it work in you. I also
1: think about, you know, a lot of times when crisis hits people run from god they you know it's like yeah. and I, I you know what i'm going through i realize that people miss on some of the best moments with god when they choose in crisis to run from god because they miss on out on what i think i'm experiencing now is this level of comfort and stability and security that and, and this that God gives and when you choose to run from him because you're mad at what he chose to do or what, you know, he was in control of that didn't stop, you didn't like the circumstances. It's crazy that like in the midst of that, people who run miss out on something that's so beautiful that God offers only in crisis, only in the crazy and uncertain times of life.
0: I'm not going to add anything else because we're going to end right there, man. <laughs> <laughs> that's really helpful and I'm trying to do my best right now uh, to believe that, to lodge it into my soul so that uh, when my crisis like yours comes, um, I'm more ready for it. Um, I'm glad we all get to learn along with you, and this series is going to be all about that. So, very much looking forward to it and is there anything we need to know about this coming weekend or that our people should hear from you about a couple things one um we're going to talk about relationships this weekend
1: and so Mm. we we it's like rodney said we talk about our relationship with god first you know and rodney said the second thing is relationships with people and so we're going to talk about Mm -hmm. how we create a life that matters through our relationships um also we're gonna be having a Baptism, so it's going to be an awesome celebration. Aaron, I believe you have an inside look at that baptism because <laughs> I do.
0: Yeah, I, um, I think yeah, it'll be a little bit different because we have a uh, executive order from our government that requires. A mask for any <laughs> time which you cannot socially distance. So it's going to be the weirdest ba- baptism we've ever done, most likely. Uh, but we're going to try to comply with every restriction and also make sure that we still do more and better. So I got to be a part of it, and I um, can't wait for you guys to hear Richie's story. It's a great one, and um, I guess I can say it's already done. Right? That's probably already okay to say. Uh, oops. If it wasn't, <laughs> um, it's we we recorded it this morning on Monday. So. Very excited about it. You guys, will, you guys will love it. All right, let's be done, my friend. We'll talk to you guys later. Thanks, Drew. Thanks, Connor. Thanks to our listeners. Please send us comments, questions, and thoughts. We would love to interact with you. We will talk to you next week.